0: We go what's up everybody welcome Ooh, that's fancy yeah they've craig. changed craig up yeah i like that i like that a lot uh anybody anyway welcome everybody uh been gone it, a long time baby but we're we back. have and uh you know there's been some personal issues but uh but we're here we're back we're uh we're coming back slowly i think that's the best way to put it and that's just, partially just because we've we've gone different routes life has uh, gotten in the way exactly and when you don't do this for a living i mean
1: hell you have to uh it's more of a hobby than meh, what are what are you going to do exactly what are you going to do hey, but well, you know if all your lovely people out there wanted to maybe tell your friends about us and uh, get some more people listening that's all you, i ever. yeah you, you, you might make an old man cry that's all <laughs> i'm saying that's
0: all I ever ask, and then when i uh when I get back to uh some sort of form of normality, we're gonna be back in a in the studio and everything, but for right now it's just gonna be over discord for a little bit
1: but it's still gonna be as dope as ever indeed you know as so the weather it, uh, you know it it's all right, mm-hmm. but anyways, on to more interesting topics of conversation um that's, that's good. Yeah, we were just about to talk about some, uh, some, uh, strange, things.
0: Yeah. You were saying, so what are your, what are your thoughts on it, man? I mean, I don't care if you spoil it or not. I, I, cause, uh, I mean, I'll watch it eventually. I just, it'll be not anytime soon.
1: Right. Um, you know, I gotta say I was a little nervous because I thought season three just kind of gets into the realm of being more goofy than anything. And Season 3 really suffers from, like, character bloat. Oh, gotcha. Where there's just so many fucking characters that a lot of the day one cast ends up feeling like they don't really have anything to do while these other characters are being explored through the story. But uh, they found a way around that for Season 4, which I thought was really good. Everybody feels like they've got something to do for the most part. Um, Season 4 was a return to form. It had some moments that were just as... Unnerving as the first season, really like horror element. It's got a lot of nice uh, nods to horror in in the eighties and whatnot. Um, Robert England has a a guest spot for a couple episodes in the series, which is fucking cool.
2: Of course, of course.
1: And uh, yeah, the finale. Like I got so invested in the fourth season that I spent half of the two and a half hour finale crying because exactly. that. It's emotional gut punch after emotional gut punch that good eh oh yeah and nice. uh i'm surprised you uh, i'm sure you have probably seen it somewhere on the internet but they introduced probably me favorite character in the whole season or in the whole series <laughs> eddie munson oh, i love that man god bless him
0: who's uh who's eddie munson
1: uh he's He's like this year in the season, he, uh, you know, is trailer trash, sell drugs on the side, but at school, he's the leader of the D&D club and, uh, their dungeon master. And the basic plot of the season is, uh, a new spooky thing from the upside down starts killing people in, uh, in Hawkins. And at first, the first victim to die in the season, dies at Eddie's house because she was going to buy drugs from him, and so he becomes a wanted man for the whole season. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, fucking... God, they give him such a good character arc because he spends the whole season basically just running. Running and hiding, and at the end there, he gets his, like, uh, I'm tired of being a coward, you know, I'm going to stop running, uh, hero finale that eventually leads to his death. And one of the reasons why I spent half that finale crying like a, a fucking newborn.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I'll get around to it for sure. Because I, I like stranger things. I really did. And I was around when season one and two came out, but then Netflix just started getting more and more uh, costly. Like, yeah. And I was like, I got to cut out something. Cause I'm not even, I wasn't even watching it. So I, I got rid of that and I just have uh max. Uh Disney Plus and uh, Hulu. And Hulu's only reason I have Hulu is cause Spotify's paying for it. Nice.
1: Hell but yeah. So yeah, I mean those those are all I have. Yeah, the only reason I have Netflix currently is because I have <coughs> my friend's password. <coughs> oh I gotcha. They're Sorry. cutting
0: back, they're cutting down on that dick. They're gonna get you.
1: I know. I fucking jerk <laughs> I hate Netflix so much.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. They really, uh, they really just started eating shit there. They were talking, there was like an investigation, I believe, or like people that were there that were talking to newspapers and talking about like, Oh, well yeah. When we were there, it was just kind of like, we're going to give you this much budget, have free reign control. And just, there was like no like management. I understand it's trying to find a mix of the two, but
1: it was just kind of like, here's a lot of money go do it. Right, now it's like, well, now we gotta start acting like a real studio, because we've had yep. stuff nominated for Oscars, and exactly. Uh, it's just like, go oh, fuck yourself, and they're one of the few that are like, oh, what's that? You wanna be able to watch Netflix in 4K? That's gonna be 25 a month. Oof. And you're like, fuck you, first of all.
0: Selection isn't even that good anymore, and they spent 200 on that fucking rock movie with Gal Gadot and Ryan Reynolds. Was it Red? I heard that.
1: The Red Room or something? something? Yeah, Red... It was not good, I heard. Yeah,
0: and they gave, like, 200 million to Michael Bay for that one with Ryan Reynolds, Six Underground, I think.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Netflix is the mess. That's why I love HBO Max right now. I'm, I'm gonna... Dude, I... God, HBO Max
0: has so much good stuff.
1: Oh, so good. Like, Warner Brothers has such a good... Back library, even if uh, you know they've just gotten kind of ass in recent years, yeah, the, uh,
0: yeah, I agree with that. I, uh, it's funny too because I was actually w- uh, with my uncle on the fourth, and he was talking about uh, he likes Turner classic movies, but he hates that there's when he turns it on, there's always just a bunch of French films or subtitles because he just can't stand subtitles for some reason. Mm. And then I'm just like, you know, they have their own thing on HBO Max. And he's had this for like two years and he didn't even know this till now that like he just went to the hub and I just showed him that Turner Classic had their own hub and he's and he just like got like fucking shocked. He's just like, oh, my God,
1: this changes
0: everything. It really did, man, because he he loves like all these 50s and 60s, um, really uh, cowboy Western movies.
1: Uh, they've got some good ones on there. I was a little sad that they already took off. um blazing saddles but it's on yeah. Hulu now so that's dope. Oh it is, sweet.
0: Yeah. It's so it's so weird about I this is the one thing I really really hate about our country is all these copyright laws and the fact that like we've reverted from like one like a few streaming services having all of the movies to now specific movies you want are on different streaming services and it's almost kind of going back to that thing of piracy.
1: Yeah, well cuz it's become cable. It's become yeah. cable. <laughs>
0: I agree with that, dude. I'm uh, I'm looking now cuz I didn't know it was on Netflix or uh Hulu. Uh
1: At least it was like 2 weeks ago when I watched it.
0: I think it's off now. I'm I'm checking already. Out. Blazing. Yes, yeah, so watch with live TV. So yeah.
1: No way. I just watched it like 2 weeks ago. Yeah,
0: they just uh
1: they just did that.
0: I I just I just looked just right now.
1: Yeah, I did too. God, yeah. damn it. I'm sorry. That, uh that The one thing that annoyed me about Blazing Saddles on HBO Max though was that like there was like this 5-minute video before the movie started of one of the executives at Turner Classic Movies Uh, having to spend five minutes going, what you are about to watch has some horrendously racist things in it. But you gotta understand that's where the comedy comes from, because all the people who say racist things in this movie are the terrible people. None of the good guys ever say anything like that. I'm like, if you need to explain Blazing Saddles like that to somebody, they're either far too young or far too stupid to be watching the movie in the first place. This is fucking I, ridiculous.
0: <laughs> I agree, but people are bringing up that Hitler was in Looney Tunes, and they're using it as, like, a a political point. So that's the only reason why I'm okay with those things. Like, we are starting to hit that plateau of people are saying that uh, we can't be offensive in media now, or at least if you're going to be offensive, you have to make it obvious with with shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I hate it. I I hate it so I, much. I do too, and I think that that's there's a bunch of reasons that I have a lot of thoughts I have on that, but I am I'm okay with it just because I I figured that we were going to hit that point eventually, you know, kind of like uh like how porn used to just be in theaters, like how like porn stars used to be like movie stars. Right. You know, you could go to a movie and you're like, "Oh, I'm going to watch anal sisters five yeah in the
1: seedier parts of town but still
0: yeah still was a movie plex and everything though like yeah i'm gonna get some popcorn and just watch a bunch of of greasy hair
2: yeah a lot of bushes yeah exactly like i
0: imagine just eating a popcorn and a coke and see some (laughs) you just hear just some guy jerking off beside you like
1: loudly too like oh Oh! Oh!
0: I mean, you you still get that today when you see any Marvel movie, so...
1: That's true. <laughs> instead
0: uh, of... Instead of, oh, it's just...
1: So, okay, I guess this is... We're going to be kind of jumping around for this one because uh, we are going to be talking about Black Phone today.
0: Yeah, and but... I figured we were saving that for, like, the last 20, 30 minutes or so.
1: Yeah, definitely, but just so people listening know what the big topic's going to be. But real quick, I do want to hear... Uh your review of Thor Love and Thunder. I enjoyed it
0: overall. I when you compare it to like other sort of like action movies, hell, even uh even just like the 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 shitty Sony ones that uh they've been doing with Marvel licenses, it's better than that and it's better than average. But when you compare it to other Marvel films, I would put this on par with like Iron Man 2 to where so oh, not great. It's it's very in it's it's less than okay. That's what I would say, and there are reasons I can get into, but that would be spoiler town. So just to kind of, I'll, I'll just say stuff I wish they would add. Christian Bale's character I think is not in it enough. Um, there are some scenes that I wish that they added for more impact. And again, I can't go into too much of that because of story spoilers. Um, and it was just it really really laid on the comedy thick like we're talking I cannot wait to get we need to have an episode with Lathan here
1: because I think he is going to full on rage uh, he already sent me a very angry message yes! this morning based on a uh, uh, an IGN quote from take A Y T D. We
0: we uh, that's why I want him I want to hear him just go off because I really think this is the movie that makes him go off. He hated Ragnarok, and it's the comedy in this one is that times five.
1: See, that this is what one of the reasons why I was curious to get a, a more thorough review from you is because I've honestly, just from my friend's circle, seen the gamut of opinions on Thor Ragnarok already. I mean, there's like absolutely loved every single frame of the film. You mean, uh, uh, you mean well, Love and Thunder? Yeah. Sorry. Okay, sorry. No, you're good. You said Ragnarok. I just want to be sure yeah. uh, I have this because I'm always thinking about Ragnarok. But anyways, I love uh, Ragnarok. <laughs> I, I'm talking about the actual Norse event, not the movie. But oh, yeah, that's neither here or there. I uh, love both Ragnarok, the movie <laughs> and the event. Well, it is the death of the gods. Um, Did you play? Oh, I'll, I'll bring it up next. I'll bring it up next. Uh, but RJ absolutely loved everything about Love and Thunder. Lathan already seems like he hates it and he hasn't even watched the movie yet. My buddy Logan at work really didn't like it that much. He was like the it was like a really bad rom-com with not enough action. And yeah. uh, he said the CGI was pretty subpar in it. And he was like the the rom-com stuff just really didn't work. He felt the the Guardians were shoehorned in and. He he also said that it kind of seems like uh, Taika Waititi's starting to get a little up his own ass at this point, like with how Korg narrates uh, a good chunk of the film.
0: The first time that I've seen, like, Taika do not a good film. Well, I shouldn't say not a good film, but it's not on par with what he usually does, which is really crazy because that man has, like, a
1: a high pedigree of films. Like, he is... Oh, Jojo Rabbit's one of my favorite films of the past 10, 15 years.
0: Oh, yeah. Legit, out of all his films, this might be
1: his weakest one. That's disappointing to hear. I'm still going to go see it. I'm going to give yeah. it a fair shake no, and spend I, some money on it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, hell, I went to I went to IMAX so I could see it as they intended. This is why, like, I whenever I go see it, like, I go to IMAX. I go to the biggest thing I can because... When I get out of it, I don't want anybody to like any film purist or anything like that to try and like talk me down and like, well, you need to see it in IMAX to really experience it or blah, blah, blah. Or like Gemini Man, when it came out in like 120 frames per second, it's it's just like I'm seeing it as they intended, as they implied everything. And this movie, it was just like and i'm just talking from what works i'm trying again i'm trying to remain neutral in case anybody hasn't seen it by the time we release this but it's like the first third i think i really enjoy because i felt it set up everything good it literally starts out with just thor going ham as shit on this planet to welcome to the jungle and that's the that's the best part of this movie um and it's so fucking cool and then they, uh, yeah, the Guardians are only in it for about maybe five minutes. Literally all the all the scenes you see in the trailer are what are in the movie with the Guardians. Um, about halfway through, it just really starts to drag. And then the last third, it sloppily tries to put everything together. And then Christian Bale's character, I think it's Vor. I hope I'm getting that right.
1: Vor. G-O-R. Gore the God or, Butcher. Okay.
0: Yeah, Gore God Butcher. But like... There's not enough from him. There really isn't. Um, it should like they should have showed more with him because, like, I can't I can't really say much more than that. I just say that there should have been more with him. And by more, I'm talking a good maybe fifteen,
1: twenty minutes more. I think. See, that was I, I've been hesitant about Love and Thunder since they announced Gore the God Butcher, yeah, uh, was gonna be the villain because I. You know me. I'm not like Lathan, where I I've read like all the comics. I read some comics, but I, I'm not I'm not not the biggest comic guy. But uh, the whole yes. God Butcher story is one I have read, and he's genuinely one of my uh, favorite villains. Mm-hmm. And the fact that instead of it or they changed it to Thor and Lady Thor having to fight the God Butcher, I the second I heard that I was nervous because in the comic. Thor has to team up with, uh, Viking Age Thor from the past and, uh, distant future King Thor, who is the only Asgardian left, uh, Gorr's killed all the other Asgardians, um, uh, Thor's missing an eye, so he's like Odin now, he's even missing an arm, and he replaced it with the arm of the big uh machine he fights in the uh um in the original thor i can't remember what those things are called yeah i know what you're talking about and so yeah those three versions of thor have to keep team up together to kill the god butcher and it's oh it's such a good story and so when i heard that I'm like no it's a thor and lady thor movie i was like well that's disappointing
0: it's my exactly and that's it's Again, I kind of put it on par with Iron Man two to compare it to another Marvel movie, and from the way you were describing it, it just kind of felt like Batman vs Superman, where it was like they're chunking, they're putting so much in here, and apparently there was a lot of shit that was cut um, from this, which is crazy. Uh, so my my guess is that there's going to be like either a director's cut or a ton of deleted scenes or something. And to be honest, this I feel like this movie could have went on another half hour. And it probably would have wrapped up the story nicely because I I just feel like they really were trying to throw so much in here. And and the way that it felt like it was going, you're like, OK, they might have a point here as to why they're doing all this. But then it just it really kind of sloppily puts things together at the end.
1: That's disappointing to hear. And then
0: um, and then the uh, I will say this, though, Russell Crowe might be the greatest Zeus ever. <laughs> he's he's fucking terrific.
1: I keep forgetting that, uh, yeah, they introduce other pantheons in this. So are they, in this movie is the explanation that they are also aliens that just happen to be worshipped as gods on Earth at one point in history?
0: Mm, What do you, what do you mean?
1: Well, you know, in the original Thor, it's like, well, we're not actually gods, we're aliens. And, uh, you know, magic's really just a high form of science that uh, humans don't understand yet. Are you okay with me spoiling something? Yeah, I'm perfectly fine with it. Okay, so no, because like
0: uh, they travel to like a land of gods. Like that's where Zeus is holding court is just there are all these different gods oh, that like are holding entire court. pantheons there. Exactly. And it felt like they cut all that. We don't understand that bullshit after I think Avengers one or two.
1: Right. Yeah. No, they they once they got to Doctor Strange, they're like, all right, magic's fucking real. Can't stop it now.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And on here, they they increase the magic. And I think that's
1: what I really liked about it. Okay, because I just wasn't sure. Because, yeah, I remember the original Thor. They're like, well, we're not actually gods. We live a long time, kind of like gods and the humans worshiped us as gods. But no, we're we're Uh, aliens. Asgard is a, a place in the universe you can get to. I'll tell you
0: this. I prefer this over. Um, or no, I'm sorry. I prefer Multiverse of Madness over this. It's wow. so
3: hot. My nuts are still stuck to my work chair. <laughs> are you are you at work, buddy? No. Welcome. <laughs> oh,
1: God. How did your nuts stretch that far then? Um.
3: Well, considering I'm plucking them like a banjo string. Uh, I'm <laughs> pretty sure I am. Dun, dun, Mr. Dun, Fantastic. Dun.
1: <laughs> oh, don't say that. You're about to get wandered out of existence like you a should pirate try. A,
3: the real Mr. Fantastic.
1: You should try dueling nut sacks. <laughs> like, but he needs another pair of uh, testes to play it doing, properly. Dueling balls? So just play one side of the sack and then the other side of the sack?
3: <laughs> exactly. As you One were ball. as you were gentlemen I have to take a phone call real quick and I don't know when I'll be back
1: Okay buddy. Bye That, that was, was a surprise His <laughs> uh, guest appearance by Lathan give him a yeah. hand hey.
0: And you will hear him uh possibly just foaming at the mouth when we eventually do review a full for of 411 Thunder Yeah Which uh, when we do that we should do we should also do uh the uh, Multiverse of Madness with it is like a double.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool. Cause, but, uh, but I, yeah, oh, like I was, ahead. oh no, I'm sorry, I didn't
0: mean to it, it cut you off, I'm sorry. Uh,
1: I think I was just going to say that, like, yeah, I'm going to see this movie, but I think this will probably be my last Marvel movie for quite some time.
0: Yeah, I'm going to keep watching them. Um, I think the main problem is that because they're introducing so much and because they've set such a high standard that they're trying to top themselves. And they do that by trying to have a formula, and that formula is starting to allow them to, like, play it safe. They're getting and
1: complacent, it and it's a getting little boring. Bit,
0: a little bit. They're going back to that little stretch that they had when Ant-Man came out, where it was like, Here's the formula, here's what you do with it. And I know that they're gonna find their way out, and I can't wait for that. Uh but for this one, it was just it was again, I judge it as a singular movie, and I don't judge it as part of uh as as like, oh this and this, it should be better than this. As a as a singular movie, it's not terrible, and it's better than average. But as as a singular movie, again, better than average as a marvel movie very very mediocre.
1: All right, that's that's a pretty good summary of it. I do have one more question before we move on. Oh yeah, please. And uh without spoilers, do the post-credit scene in this movie contribute in any way to the overarching narrative of phase 4 or are they keeping with the trend of if you want that you have to buy Disney Plus and watch the series?
0: No, I uh I haven't it it does contribute to phase four i will say that but let me let me as for your second question let me see because i can't comment on if that's true or not and i still need to watch
1: the last two episodes of miss marvel well i'm basing that second part on the fact that uh no way home's uh Post-credits will... scenes uh, contributed nothing. Doctor Stranges contributed nothing. From what I've heard, The Immortals, is that the one that recent came out, like, tail end of last year? Yeah. Did not contribute in any way, shape, or form. Shang-Chi's didn't contribute in any way, shape, or form. Black Widows certainly didn't contribute in any way, shape, or form. I... Whereas, you know, those first three phases, all those post credit scenes, you look forward to them because there's a little nugget of information of what's to come from like Thanos and but, the big uh, bads.
0: But uh, with
1: Immortals it did because remember they had Thanos's brother. Yeah, but I don't, is that really gonna contribute at all? Because from all the internet rumors and what we've seen in Loki is for all intents and purposes the next big bad is supposed to be Kang the Conqueror.
0: Well, anyways, when it comes to this, there is something that I think is going to contribute to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but I will say that it is on par with Immortals. And as for the Disney Plus thing, I'm not sure. That's the best way I can answer that. Well, thank you for that. Uh, yeah. shall we
2: shall we uh, get on
1: to the Black Phone then or you got anything to talk about? Uh, yeah,
0: I actually do. Uh, let me see how far we are. All right, we're 25 minutes. Let's take a small break. And then, uh, we will come back where we're going to talk about, uh, I do have a couple questions to ask you about something. And then I also wanted to, uh, bring up something that I'm writing and then, uh, then we'll get into the black phone. Sounds good. So we'll see you on the other side of this break. People all Slail. All right. Welcome back people. Uh, so anyways, dude, I was going to ask you this for, did you play Donna Ragnarok? Cause I figured if anyone would, you would.
1: Dawn of Ragnarok. It's the
0: a- DLC for,
1: for Valhalla. Uh, you know, I don't think I got to that one because I was doing uh Wrath of the Druids and The Siege of Paris first. So and then I just got I got bored of Assassin's Creed, man. It's just too much. It's too big and too much doing the same thing over and over and over again.
0: Yeah, I was asking because, like, I know it's its own game. I think it adds like twenty to twenty-five hours of content, and I think it's all set in Valhalla during Ragnarok.
1: Yeah, and you're playing as
0: uh, Odin. Yeah, which sounded awesome. I was just wondering because it's on sale, and I'm I'm
1: debating on getting it. I mean, if you if you I own the main game. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, if you liked Ragnarok and you haven't, like, played it to death to where you're bored of it, then I'd say go for it, because the story is, uh, especially in the main game, the Val- the Valhalla story is pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, I, um, I overall liked Assassin's Creed, but, my, or uh, Valhalla, my problem with it was this, because I, I am on Twitch, everybody, I'm at, it's not cookies, but I played uh, Far Cry 6 on my channel, and I had the same problem that I had with Assassin's Creed Valhalla in that I enjoyed the hell out of the games for the first 20 to 25 hours, but then after that, it just becomes a slog of you're doing the same shit and it doesn't want to wrap up the story at all.
1: Yeah, uh, it turns into a chore to finish the game, and I hate that.
0: It really (laughs) does, And, and Far Cry 6, like... Oh my God, I felt that so fucking hard, man. I was just like, I want to move on, but I got to finish this fucking game.
1: I haven't finished a Far Cry since Far Cry 4.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, and Far Cry 6 is the first one I played since I think two or three. And um, I enjoyed those. I just was like, I found Far Cry 6 at a pawn shop for like 15 bucks a few months ago. And then I was, finally got around to playing it. And the first, again, first. 20 to 30 hours it's great I'm just I'm enjoying it I'm having fun but then you're like okay we should be getting near the end now and then you find out that you have another about 10 to 15 hours to go and you're just like I want to be done this should not be this long it's the same bullshit over and over and over again I have to go to this person guess what we're gonna go do this okay sounds good hey I have this thing but turns out that it either broke down or I'm missing a part so we have to go find said part at another part of the thing, and then you go do that, and then you got to bring the part back. Oh, we got the part back. Let's try it. Hey, it works. Now we got to defend. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's Fetch Quest the video game. It really is. <laughs> and that and that is what really pissed me off about the game, was just like, oh, I, I played my heart out. I, I was putting in, like, five-hour sessions a day just to get the game done and i'm talking only main story it just oh i'm so glad i'm over it i'm like maybe one day i'll go back and finish it 100 but probably not anytime soon um but sorry that's my little random far cry six uh but that's what ubisoft is suffering from because right now i've been playing uh ratchet and clank rift apart is that an I,
3: ubisoft game
0: Uh, no that's uh just playstation okay well i put in a three-hour session last night um on my twitch i didn't talk for it because a game like that you just want to have everybody who watches it you don't want to hear the fucking person talking you're like i want to get engrossed in this right and like dude three hours passed by like it's nothing like we're talking it's like you're watching an animated film the whole time because i put it on just the performance and it to be honest it just felt like i was playing like a dreamworks movie or some shit it's 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 fun as hell and the three hours nothing dragged even the side quest didn't really drag because it was like uh, they just call you on random planets and the, and they're like, hey, we just need your help on planet with this thing. And there's only one or two side quests for the whole thing. And apparently, the story is only about 10 hours.
1: Uh, you know, not every game has to be 100 hours or more. That's Agreed. one of the things I wish fucking game developers would get into their heads now. It's not even the devs. It's the suits that run the companies. Yeah. This is what's selling in the market right now. So, better make a game like that.
0: Yeah, agreed. And the only reason that that works with Skyrim or anything else, it's because when you play the main quest line, you're like, I want to go and finish more. Or, like with GTA V, that game's huge as hell. But to be honest, I never thought it slogged. And you're just. It really doesn't. Yeah, and it's because you're know. having so much fun with the gameplay, and when you're done with the main quest, you're like, I'm going to go finish the side quest, or you're like, this gameplay's so fun, I'm just going to do whatever I want.
1: Speaking of Spy- Skyrim specifically, I've logged almost 500 hours on various consoles over the years playing that game. I've never beat the main quest. Holy crap. Never. Meal. Yeah, I've ne- I never did it, and uh, it's because I always get... I'm like I find other things to do that are more fun for me at that time, like whether it's the uh you know the Assassin's Brotherhood missions or anything like that. There's just it's so varied and there's so much to do that you're like I, if I get to the main story, cool, if not, I'm still the fucking dragonborn,
0: yeah, I need to uh I'll be honest, I've never played more than ten hours with it i I own it on like several systems, but I just never kept playing it again for whatever reason. I'm just like. I'll play it again. Never did. I get I, uh, that. I just wanted to see what I've been playing recently that I have a lot of hours in. Yeah. 30 hours in far cry six. And I, it was just like, I was only the main quest and I'm only a fourth of the way done.
1: Good Lord.
0: Yeah. It's like, my God, I I don't want, I don't want to play more with that is it just became such a slog. Let's see. You're just like, <laughs> I've had my fill. I'm done now. <laughs> exactly. 18 hours in 2K22, 50 hours in FIFA 22. My
1: God. Oh, I So my, my tradition in 2K games is that I will spend the bulk of the year playing my career. And yeah. then in the last couple months before uh, 2K, the next 2K comes out, that's when I dive into my team. Mm. And remind me later to send you what my lineup currently looks like in my team. Because for barely playing it at all, I feel like I've got a really stacked roster.
0: Yeah, no, I'd love to. Hey, I just want to bring up, too, I don't know when Ubisoft started this bullshit of let's make games long as hell, but, like, Watch Dogs 2, I played that. It says I have 22 hours logged, and I beat the main missions. I'm, I have, like, half of the trophies. And Watch Dogs 2, again, it, it started to kind of, like, slog near the end a bit, but it wasn't it wasn't bad, because you're just having fun with everything.
1: Yeah. Um, so Ubisoft and even the soldier. The older Assassin's Creed games never dragged like they do now. God damn it. I hate it when Facebook turns on sound without your permission. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I just also
0: wanted to bring up before we get into the dark phone. Sorry, I'm black checking.
1: phone.
0: The black phone. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm thinking Dark Knight for some reason. <laughs> but uh, I have been uh, I have been like trying to free ride a book um and i've i've have like the chapter sorted i've just need to actually kind of get down to business on it i think i have like 22 to 25 pages written and i'm trying to get to about maybe around 90 to 100 um i'm only going to be selling it for a dollar because again it's just a bunch of thoughts and stuff but um i just wanted to let everybody know that that's coming out and hopefully it'll be coming out soon because i i have really been trying to work on this and um just want to kind of explore my own thoughts, just kind of like my thoughts on a bunch of other things. And I understand it's feeding my ego, and that's why I'm only selling it for a dollar. But um, yeah, the only thing that I'm really editing is just kind of uh, is just like in case I repeat myself. Uh, And if you don't mind, Mike, maybe I could just read this front, this first front page. Just give Go me for feedback. It. All right, cool. So when you open it, they usually have like the the forward and that. And mine is just ego. And I put, Hello, dear reader. Welcome to my brain and its thoughts. I'm just a normal man that wants to write, yet lack the get up and go to actually do it. So I wanted to challenge myself in a lot of ways. I want to write a book, kind of. I want to free write an entire book. That is an amalgamation of everything that rattles on in my mind while I stare and think about what is life. I wanted to feed my ego and most importantly, maybe get to the core of some of my issues live book therapy session where I will do my best to capture a lot of why I feel stunted and hopefully move on and dig into the core of what makes me and hopefully you human. That said, why didn't I do a podcast? Well, I already do one infrequently. I always wanted to write a book no matter how sloppy. Also, quote books are made and sold for around 20 bucks. The hell. Making a mess on paper and charging a dollar that maybe even one person might buy might give me some insight into how all this works too. Discovering a lot about myself recently, grew up in an environment that always, wasn't always happy, and I hope to be, I hope to be that happy. It just really sucks. It just really sucks is all trying to be that, because as much as you want to learn and read from books or art or movies, you never have that dictionary definition of what you read about. You just know it's different. By the way, somewhere throughout this book, I will be taking psychedelics and giving my thoughts on how I feel. I also want to say that as much as I'm trying to free write a book, I'll edit here and there for punctuation and to make sure I'm not going over and over the same thing and repeating myself. Because I also want to say that as much as I'm trying to free write a book, I will. Wait, I said that. Drugs haven't hit yet, folks. Anyway, (laughs) welcome to my brain. An unorganized mess of porn, alcohol, sadness, sports, God, politics, sex, loneliness, food, video games, music, one's journey to happiness and film references. Really hope if you get anything out of this, it's that the dollar you paid is already gone and all sales are final. Unless the place I self-published this gives a refund. Then congrats. You know how to work the system. <laughs> I love it. That's See, fucking great, dude. Thanks, man. So, yeah, I'm, uh, so I'm going to be doing that. And then just the chapters I have are beginnings on pain, on love, on death, on being fat, on living, on porn, on truffles, on hope, on endings. And then it'll probably be a couple more. But uh, yeah, so about 22 pages, I believe, are done already. Um, I hope to get to 100. So literally is the whole me being clever, penny for your thoughts. So it literally would be like a penny per page. And um, yeah, just hope to to write that and get that out soon. Um, And yeah, I've been like waiting to. I've been slow. I'll be honest. I've been slowly taking like truffles over the past three weeks or so. And it's been How's like been really good for you. It's been good. Like, I feel like a lot of my anger has been like deflating because I'm so used to like a head rush and just like, you know, when you're really drunk and you're just like, your head gets really full of like, oh, fuck you. and mm-hmm. you just start mumbling a lot because that's all you can do. Yeah. So it's just kind of when my anger and any, and I, I'll be honest, I have like a tinge of bipolar because I was diagnosed with a little bit of bipolar disorder. And my head fills up with that sort of endorphin of like anger or anything. And it's always been like my brain and body trying to catch up with that. And uh it's been trying to kind of explain that to people. Um and again, just provide like an honest thing about uh depression, uh how I deal with it, and again, trying to understand that like trying to write something that's entertaining while also at the same time being about me because like I'm trying not to be like, hey, it's me, the book. It should just be called Marcello Crow the book. And then when you open it's just my name constantly for a hundred pages. <laughs> and I'm trying to not do that. I'm actually trying to write something that's entertaining and might be thoughtful. So it's been trying to find a balance of that because I don't want to be up my own ass. I get that, but I love that first page. I can't wait to read it and spend a dollar on it. Thanks, man. Um but yeah, uh with all that said, everybody, I know we've been holding this off, but the black phone, uh let's let's get into it. What Mike, what are you what are your thoughts on it? Because I I've been ready to talk about this.
1: Oh god, I absolutely love this movie. Um I'm a little shocked that I wasn't more disappointed in it. Because I know through the marketing and everything I had read, like, I was going into this film expecting a pure horror film. Yeah. But then it turns out it's more of, like, a supernatural thriller. And it did not diminish my enjoyment of the movie one bit, which is kind of shocking. Because I I don't like that normally when, like, it's marketed as one thing, and then you go in and get something completely different. Definitely. But, uh, yeah, I was so impressed with this movie. Um, I was impressed most of all with the simplicity of it. Like, it's a very simple story. This could have easily been a two and a half hour film where we've got to go into the nature of why can the ghosts uh, communicate with the... Oh God, Finny God, such a weird name. Like, why can the ghosts communicate with Finny through that black phone? What is the nature of this? And they're like, no, you don't need to know that. Just know that this is how it works go with it. And you're like, like, all right, cool. Let's keep it moving. (laughs) I I completely agree. But yeah, it's such a a, a tightly written 90 minute script, lots of setups, lots of payoffs. Um, And, you know, it takes a good writer and a good director to not be really hacky with a story like this, because under worse hands, you know, there would have been a whole subplot about You know, either Finney finally stands up to his dad and beats the shit out of him or, you know, Child Protective Services comes to save the day. But no, the director and the writer and Joe Hill were all smart enough to realize that this is a story set in the late 70s. Beating the shit out of your kids is not uncommon in any way, shape or form. Really, nobody's going to do anything about it unless you put one of them in the hospital. Yep. Completely agree, especially in the 70s. And so I I, go finish your thought. Oh, oh, no, no, no. You go ahead. You go ahead. I was just going to say, like, you know, it it takes a deft hand, a smart eye and a willingness to not be pandering to make your money to put something in there like that, because, you know, had this been a Disney owned company that made it or something like that, it would have been, you know, Oh, yeah, we said it in the seventies, but throughout the whole thing we're gonna have messages of you know beating the children's bad and you know being a serial killer's bad, okay, and it's like, no, that's not real, and it also is not escapism to be putting something like that into a story like this, yeah, completely agree.
0: I was just gonna add that, like, yeah, back in the seventies, hell, uh pre internet, you had to do you had to do a lot to get caught with a lot of shit because it's it's obviously like we we, again we're we've been it's not unusual for us because we're literally like right there as the internet
1: was becoming very mainstream we're that last generation yeah where a bulk of us grew up without internet until maybe our early teens
0: yeah exactly and then we were just figuring it out and like our you said the teens and that and um and even before then, it you could do pretty much anything because everybody was just kind of wandering around, and you know any sort of security cameras or anything like that. The cops had to go like, let's just say somebody stole something from some or like broke into a place. They had to go to the place and get the security camera footage because they probably couldn't transfer it wire to wire unless you could. I'm sure that there was ways that they could, but they pro- I don't know if they had it necessarily. It couldn't be instant like today. Oh, uh, yeah. Then they Please. had to take like all the all the things then they had to like put out on tv uh for a thing of that that's why the sketches that's why people doing sketches were so popular like it was just so much stuff that took so much time and it wasn't as instant as today like we couldn't have pulled out the phone and hey i got a picture of this guy doesn't he look like this guy no it was like this person drew a sketch of this shitty guy in an afro with a mustache like doesn't it look like this
1: guy based on some traumatized person's description of the event
0: (laughs) exactly it was it was never like you had to do so much and then i'm sure for kids it was just always different especially ones that were in like bad households like <laughs> you know, because they always took the parents word because it was always like <laughs>
1: kids, <laughs> kids
0: <laughs> like say
1: the darndest things
0: oh <laughs> yeah my dad beats me after he drinks 10 beers <laughs> you wacky kids
1: <laughs> uh, now billy you know a spanking isn't a beating exactly. i lost four adult teeth because of him
0: <laughs> exactly and then then they just like they just the parents are laughing along with the cops and then they give the look to the kid and he's like the fuck out of you when we get home
1: <laughs> just you wait until that door
0: closes and that cop's gone you're getting the <laughs> <a> fucking belt <laughs> you just wait till we're out of this crap sight, motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> It was, no, yeah, it was, it was always like that. I mean, you would see that shit constantly, even up to about the 2000s, because, again, everyone was stuck in their ways, and now with technology and that, it's
1: way different. Really, it was even later than that, because that shit didn't start to change until, you know, YouTube became prevalent and being able to record things on your phones. Because we still had phones and everything, but you'd, you'd take a picture with a flip phone and be like, I think that's me and Billy. I I don't know. It's just a bunch of pixels.
0: Oh yeah, dude. There's um. Let me see if I can find it. There's a picture of Raw or at uh, WWE Raw. This was when LeBron James was just signed as a rookie, and he's at he's at front row of Raw, and he's taking a picture with his flip phone, of uh <laughs> like the, an actual flip phone, and it's of uh. And he's holding it up proudly, and you can't see shit but pixels in there. Because we're oh. talking like... <laughs> we're talking like a little square screen.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I have some pictures on my Facebook from, like, 2010. I go back and look at those, and I'm like, Christ, I can't make out anything in this fucking picture. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, okay, That that was it.
0: Yeah, for some reason, LeBron has a picture of, like, Stone Cold, and it looks so pixelated, right? <laughs> and the 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 framing is actually good, but you're like, man, nobody gonna see that. Like that's just so terrible. Get the hell out of here. But anyway, sorry, <laughs> I need to go off on a tangent, but that's how it was in the seventies, and I, I love these movies where it was just like
1: they get it right. They don't try and portray uh, an era through modern sensibilities because that mm-hmm. just never works out. It comes across hollow and fake. Yeah. And you hate to see it.
0: And uh, I just want to say, too, that I, I completely agree with you in that. I love this movie for its simplicity. It was extremely tight. Like, Ethan Hawke gave an amazing performance. Um, oh, yeah. My, literally, like, I think the the only problem that I have is the very ending, because, like,
1: there's a lot of... Are we, are we doing spoilers? Yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. It's been out for a while. It's almost out of theaters at this point.
0: Okay, sweet. Yeah. So, like, he... Uh, He's like, he killed Ethan Hawke's character and that, and he just goes back to school like it's nothing. Like, he's Big Dick Jones, and then he's he's just walking, and he's like, oh, you can call me Finn. That's right. <laughs> and then
1: the I movie mean, just ends. That, okay, so that ending what? is a little cheesy, but might actually be really accurate, because, you oh, know, yeah. child psychologists weren't a big thing in the 70s, so that dad True. probably cried for 20 minutes when he found his kid. Went home, got fucking drunk that night, slapped the kids around a little bit, and was like, You're going to school tomorrow, you little bitch. True. And
0: and also too, like, if this movie came out in the in the time frame in the time frame that it was, like, if this movie came out in the eighties, this would be considered a classic today, and that ending would be right up there with all the cheesy endings that we know. And a oh, part yeah. of me the only reason I guess I have a bit of a um problem with the ending was just like it was set in a modern frame of movie, uh, of movie making, uh, if that makes sense. Whereas, it was like we're looking through a modern day movie with nostalgic eyes towards that past, for the most part. And then when he, uh, finally gets that line in at the end of like, "Hey Finny, oh don't don't call me Finny, just call me Finn. and he looks like so sure of himself. The only reason that I just had a problem with it was just that, again, it just kind of contradicted the the framing setup of everything else. But overall, I I really enjoyed the hell out of this film. I loved it. And, and that's really like my only complaint with it, because everybody, even the kids, when kids are with acting, it could you either have a big hit or you have a big miss. There's never any in between.
1: Oh, I, I agree entirely. And especially considering the bulk of this cast is kids. Yeah, they all pulled it off really well. Dude, completely agree. Um and they act
0: how that how like a 12-year-old would or somebody who's in like that middle school high school era to where it's just like the uh, the Mexican kid that beats up the the kids at school. And uh he has to be hard because he's like from that from, you know, that kind of background and then He's just daring the kid and then when he beats his ass, he's just like, Oh, I didn't really want to fight, I just did it because the fucking kid uh threw a punch and I didn't want to look like a fool. And you're yeah. like, Yes, I know I know kids like that who were doing that because of that. It's just like these are just little adults.
1: Um like I, I I think my only complaint with the film myself is <laughs> is in the way Ethan Hawk's character dies, like I like that whole scene. It just, it was a weird to me that they're like, yeah, you broke his neck with a telephone cord. It's like, uh, Uh, you're stretching that a little bit for me, chief. But again, that's a very minor complaint because the rest of that scene from the coked out brother getting chopped with an ax to, uh, you know, the basically Vietnam style floor trap. Yeah. Was perfection. (laughs)
0: I I was overall okay with it and the only reason why is just because that's how it was in in the movies of the like 80s and that where it was just like if you had a low budget horror film where you had like a guy who was great at being that like car- like that horror villain he did always die in a simple way compared to everything else. And that usually was because the budget was blown <laughs> and they're like, we just right. got to get this fucking guy. Yeah. You're not wrong about that. Uh... Like, um, Oh God, was it, uh, I think that was what happened in. Cause it was just like, we just need to kill it. Uh, I'm trying to think of ones that were like that. The one that comes to mind is Hen- Henry portrait of a serial killer. I forget if he died like, let's see. Send for
2: daughter in the car, okay. Oh, he lives at the end of that one. Um, Let's see.
0: Or like uh, the stepfather. There we go. Doesn't he just die by a knife, even though he was, like, torturing everybody?
1: Yeah, I believe so. But yeah, you're right. Like, uh, it, it makes sense. It's just, like, the telephone cord part is the one that's a little unbelievable or not even that it's it's the broken neck like they should have just changed it to i choked him fucking out like it's piano wire yeah which i kind of
0: wish it was piano wire or something or like or the um oh god what's that one wire that's like really tough and they have it on um on like propane uh propane cages you know what i'm talking about yeah. And it has, yeah, like, yeah. a little loop on the end with the um,
2: with the metal part attached.
0: Do you know what I'm... I know
2: what, know what, I'm talking
1: what you're talking about? about, but I can't think of the name.
0: Yeah, man, I can't think of the name either. But, yeah, I kind of wish it was that to where it was... the f- That was the phone cord. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that would have been a better thing for him breaking his neck. But then again... That just usually means there's going to be a sequel when the killer's taken out in some
2: unmomentous way. Um,
1: yeah, no, you're right, and uh, just like you with that last line, for me, this is just really a nitpick more than anything. Yeah. Um, but I would also like to commend this film as, as being a Denver boy myself for having shot in, I think, North Carolina they did a really good job of making it look like the northern denver metro area oh yeah
0: dude very very much so the uh the area they were shooting at was uh i used to go in that area a lot and because there's a great great scots eatery right there um so i've been going to that spot since the 90s and for whatever reason they really did make it look good and i wish I really wish like my mom or my aunt was alive just so I can ask them if that was kind of true to the area of North Denver. It literally is like 3 miles from where I grew up. Oh damn, that's fucking cool. Yeah, that was really uh, close. I was I was just kind of like a fanboy
1: like, "Oh my god, it's so close." I'm curious. Uh maybe you know uh how I wonder how they got those really amazing uh, aerial shots of the Denver skyline from the seventies. Do you think that was like archival footage from like one of the news stations around here? Or do you think they possibly created that digitally just based on photos?
0: Um, it had to be a mix. Let me look, let me look and see if I find anything on Google for the, uh, I want to say that it had to be a mix because I know for sure there are always tons of, uh, of of photos you could find of the skyline around the '70s, and that's just because not only from the local government and that, but um, all the hospitals. If you go to like any hospital in like downtown Denver, St. Luke's, St. Joe's, stuff like that, they always have like all their history, and there's always either the Denver skyline a part of it, or it was like what Denver was during that time. I know, I think it was St. Joe's or St. Luke's, but they have. Uh talking about how Denver was in like the eighteen nineties to the nineteen twenties when like the hospital first opened and it's just like this little sort of like brick and mortar spot.
3: St. Anthony's is like that too.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: Welcome back, buddy. Yeah.
1: You well, I, uh, the, I think the, it's a mix. The first time you joined us was dead in the middle of late or of uh, Marcel's Thor Love and Thunder review. And here you are joining in the middle of our black phone review. Oh, so I welcome! Thought
3: already, I thought you guys already did black phone. No, well, uh, we scheduling had,
1: conflicts.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I just hey, I did find uh, this forum. I'm gonna post it in our uh, our little thing. Um, there are postcards of Denver at seven in '77 of oh, uh shit, of the cool. skyline. So I think it's I think it's that they took these and then probably uh put it in there and maybe altered it digitally to kind of,
1: you know, go with that? I guess, because you got to take into account, too, that Scott Derrickson is from Denver, so I wouldn't put it past him to have hit up Nine News or Channel 7 mm-hmm. or one of those stations that was around back in the 70s would be like, hey, do you guys got any aerial footage of Denver that I can use for my film? Oh, definitely. And, uh...
0: On top of that, too, I just want to add the one thing that I really, really love about this movie is that it's very suburban. And the reason why I love that is that I feel we don't get enough of that in horror to where your own house can be scary. It's always like you're in public and everything else. And the, the like suburbs of that things of being in your house or your next door neighbor, we haven't, I feel, explored enough or tried to do stuff with that like it's just an ordinary neighborhood um and you're just you're screwed because you just don't know what's around you like I kind of miss the paranoia of that
1: yeah uh and you know what upset me the most about this movie though what's that that the killer this man who apparently for his day job is a a party magician can afford two homes in Denver <laughs> That's the I most was so upset part. by that. Well, I mean, maybe in the 70s it was possible, but just sitting here in 2022, I was like, that motherfucker.
0: <laughs> uh, let's see. Magician salary. I'm going to look for 70s.
3: <laughs> no. I... Well, I don't want to bring it back to uh, Thor. Oh, you, by all means, go right ahead. Go I, ahead. I'm, I'm sure Mike's told you about about my hatred of Taika Waititi. I
0: cannot wait. I seriously cannot wait.
1: Yeah, Uh, Masala seems to think this will be the film that gets you to truly rage. Oh, yeah. Well, it... Well, it's like that picture I sent you this morning,
3: Mike. He has no fucking idea about what the character's supposed
1: to be about. None. I don't know what's worse. Either the idea that he has no idea what Thor is about, or he does, and just goes against it because he can. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. Literally. No, I wasn't. Believe me, what? there is like Ragnarok spits in the face of everything about the character.
0: Oh, I can't wait! I can't wait to hear you <laughs> go off on Love and Thunder. Then it's it's what you hated in that movie times five.
2: Oh, yay!
1: God okay, so this looks more Wait, like did di- you hate it too, Mike? I haven't seen it yet, but oh. I've been hesitant because you got me to read uh gore the God Butcher storyline well before they had even announced Love and Thunder, and so when I found out that not only was he gonna be the villain but it was uh gonna be a Thor Lady Thor team up film i've been I've genuinely been hesitant about the movie ever since because de- I love de- Gore, the God Butcher.:
3: It depends on how they do Lady Thor because uh, Lady Thor was really compelling in the comics
1: well, that that's all fine and dandy, but I don't like the fact that I'm getting a gore storyline without Viking Age Thor, King Thor, and regular Thor teaming up to whoop his ass.:
3: Yeah, that is great.
1: I, so Marcelo, in the comic. Uh, basically the story is in the future, King Thor has been trapped inside the the halls of Valhalla for years because Gore's minions, uh, anytime he tries to leave, uh, try and kill him, and it's part of the reason why he lost his arm and everything. So, at at one point, at the end of the first act, King Thor's like, I know what I must do, it's time to go to war! And it's this panel of him kicking open Odin's, uh, private stores of mead from when he was alive. And so his idea of going to war is like, I gotta get all the booze I can before I do this.
3: And he puts all the fucking booze on the ship.
1: It's just fucking hilarious and we're
2: not gonna get anything like that, and so I'm sad. Again. Can't wait till we do eventually review.
3: I am going to try to see it tomorrow.
1: I'm going to probably have to wait until next payday, unfortunately. I feel like
0: it's going to be, Lathan, when you're done watching that, I feel like it's going to be when like you watch watching movies and somebody says like either a big curse word or just screams at how insane a moment was and they're so emotional and then everybody else in like a 500-mile radius hears it. I think that's going to be us.
3: I, I did that in Dark Knight Rises in the theater. <laughs> oh, come on. That wasn't that bad. No, 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 like, I was, like, super excited to see Batman bent over Bane's knee in live action. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, like, the theater is just dead quiet, and, you know, Bane just fucking snaps Christian Bale in half. And I'm like, fuck yeah!
1: (laughs) So, Marcel, I'm looking at that link you posted in the chat. God, I cannot imagine... Denver proper, the actual downtown area, having that many fucking trees, right? Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> G- agree, man. My uh, my f- that my family uh, grew up on uh, like 18th and Stewart or something. So, and that place used to be filled with nothing but homes and trees. It was just, it always was just you could walk everywhere and it was nothing but trees.
1: God, Colorado's starting to suck. We're turning into California where there's no plant life and. Just okay,' all everywhere that, that's
3: not life. exactly fair because California is more of a desert than des- than denver uh denver is
2: never yeah been. can't but, comment. um
1: but uh, you know the way things are going with the climate and everything pretty soon we're gonna start looking like our fucking zona
0: yeah, yeah. I agree. Those are gonna be fun though, because we're uh we're gonna be dying while we're doing these episodes. Yay!
2: We already uh, We wait, yeah. we weren't doing that before.
0: Mm, I think more advanced dying. Dying two oh two. Ah,
3: okay. I see what you mean now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> more more sped up dying. Uh speedrun die. <laughs> What uh what the fuck? Oh, I hope that this hasn't stopped recording. No, it shouldn't have. It's cuz we're uh we're an hour It started at 3:35 and it's 4:39. It should be like an hour
1: 5. Oh. Well, um maybe let's stop the recording and you can check the playback.
0: For sure. Uh, uh if, oh, let's if not I'll uh That's I mean that's all I got. I just want to wrap up the black phone. I thought it was great. I enjoyed the hell out of it.
1: Yeah, hell of a great horror film. Uh, one of my favorites to come out in quite some time. It was fucking fantastic. Go see it for yourself. Support small films, even if it was a Blumhouse film, which made me nervous going into it. True. Lathan,
3: you have anything you want to add, buddy? Uh, no, because I haven't seen Black Phone.
0: He loves it. You go see it.
2: You heard <laughs> well, it here, folks. Lathan... No. <laughs>
0: Fully supports Black Phone. Exactly. Go see small movies like uh, Thor, Love and
3: Thunder. (laughs) Hell, hell. Small little indies. (laughs) Hell, I may see if I can get, I may see if both of them are playing at the same theater tomorrow. That'd be cool.
0: Yeah. If you uh, you enjoy like those simple 80s horror movies, man, this one's one's up there. It's really good. Nice. Uh, But anyways, we love you all promise you we're gonna try and be more regular and also record more so i'm
3: sorry i'm making them eat prunes so
0: i ate prunes hold hold on are you doing the english mobster
1: i ate prunes i do they're Get shit out, me asshole! <laughs> <laughs> Just stop the recording for the <laughs> long, long.
0: All right, we'll see y'all next
2: time. Never. Bye-bye.